Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Here we go again. (laughs) Well, there you go again. Uh, Anyway, Mike Kapler here with uh, Joel Brzezicki, the Breeze Man. Um, Remember when I used to do that on the radio? Joel would follow me sometimes, and I would say, coming in next, Joel Brzezicki, the Breeze Man. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. I followed you. I've done that for a while, and and I just realized right now that I don't think my voice can get as high as it used to, (laughs) you know, 15, 20 years ago. That's right, and and I would follow you because I am a Cap follower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a follower of Cap. Just kidding. Hey, uh, Joel, you speaking <laughs> of radio, I, I I've got a story, but I, first uh, you've got a question from somebody, and I like the way how they how they phrased it. So this is what we'll be talking about uh, on the heels of what we've been talking about with the Bible. We hope that we'll put you at ease here over the next couple of weeks or so. Um, but uh, share, share that question. Oh, yeah. So I don't remember what. Uh, it was on YouTube, and I can't remember which episode that this question was asked on. But it was um, obviously we, we would have been talking about the book of Hebrews. And so the person wrote, uh, what books besides Hebrews would you consider must-reads? That was okay, the question. so here's how I interpret that question. If you were stranded on a deserted island <laughs> and had to take, eh, you know, one book with you, one book from the Bible, maybe two, which one would it be? Do you remember, this might have been before your time, because I, I'm not, did, did we used to air the Pat Boone show on, on our radio station? <laughs> that would have been before my time. Oh, okay. All right. So that, that was round one. <laughs> Um, and then the, the radio station started back up again in the 90s. How okay, do I remember so, that? Mm-hmm. Well, there was the Pat Boone show. It was just an hour show. And, Joel, it, it came on, as I recall, it came on an album. So I guess that I guess that would tell you that this was the 80s and not the 90s. Um, they sent it out in an album every week. <laughs> but that's how it was. You know, like KCK, some Top 40, that's probably how they sent it out, sent it out back then in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> um, they'd send them out and you know get them ready for production, get them on the air that way. But it was a recorded show, and I think it was just a one-hour show where, where you know, laid-back Pat Boone, just the, the consummate pro- professional, um, easy to listen to, friendly guy, likable guy, and he'd play some songs and talk about some things in a casual sort of way, uh, contemporary Christian music songs. Uh, but, but he had this commercial, and, and he would voice it live, so to speak, where he would say, you know, a hundred doctors were asked if they were stranded on a deserted island, <laughs> which one pain reliever would they want with them? And you know what they said? They said Bayer aspirin. Well, <laughs> so he'd do this one-minute commercial doing this whole thing. So uh, they, they had this thing inside the album that said, if you ever wanted Pat to do some promos for you, you should uh, send him in to us, and he'll voice them for you. Well, so I, I wrote uh, one and sent it in, and they did it. Oh. <laughs> and it was Pat Boone doing that uh, uh, kind of a spoof off the Bayer aspirin commercial, and, and, it, and it went with, 
if you were stranded on a deserted island, which one radio station oh. would you want along with you? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what they said? And then he would say our station. And it was just, he did it just perfect, just like he did the Bayer Aspirin commercial. So <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. You know, if, if there was one Pat Boone album that I would take with me to a deserted island... <laughs> You know, you know which one I'm thinking about? No, I have no idea. Okay, I don't know if you remember this, but in 1997, Pat Boone came out with a, a controversial album called In a Metal Mood, No More Mr. Nice Guy. I had totally forgot about that. Yeah, and he did covers. <laughs> he did like uh, big band covers you know, of, of uh, songs by Judas Priest. Uh, Van Halen, Alice Cooper. He did no more yes. Mr. Nice Guy. So it'd be like, um, you've well, got you've another thing coming. Cooper. If you think I'll let it go, you're mad. You've got another thing coming. So, it, <laughs> but I just dug it. I I bought that tape. I bought that tape, and I ha I still have that tape, although I don't have a way to listen to it. But I listen to it now on on uh, YouTube Music. You can get it there, I think, or Spotify or whatever. But anyway, we're way off what we were going to talk about, but it's, yeah. What a cool guy. Yeah. But I think he got a lot of heat for that. And he was doing, I think it was more for fun. You know, it was it was just jazz. It was the Pat Boone sound, but doing all these songs. He did Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> Stairway to Heaven, Paradise City, stuff like that. In a In a metal mood. But yeah, right. so... So so what, so so you're going to a deserted island now. Uh, we'll we'll try to get off that bandwagon. But uh, what what would be a must read for you if you were going to pick a book, uh, presumably a, a New Testament book, I suppose. Um, I mean, Ecclesiastes ranks up there pretty high for me with Leviticus. Leviticus. But, um, yeah, not for real. So what do you think, Joel? You know, it's a it's a tough one. You know, if, if I could only take one, um, you know, that would be it would be tough. I I really I you know a lot of go go to for a lot of people would probably be Romans, and and we're talking about besides Hebrews, because I think you know Hebrews used to be one of the scariest one or not scariest, but just most I didn't understand it. I didn't under yes. understand a lot of what was said in Hebrews, but then when we started doing a different podcast series on Hebrews. It began to grow on me, and we began to learn a lot, and it really helped us in our understanding of of the the gospel, of the difference between the covenants. That's probably my where I get a lot of great gospel information. But I think the Book of Romans, and and here's the thing: when we're talking about bringing an epistle or a book or or whatever uh, from the New Testament writings, is that context is so important uh, like paul as we've said many times over the years here he didn't just make a point in one sentence or two a lot of times we'll take one sentence or two from paul and we'll we'll build an entire doctrine on it like for example in the book of romans and and i'll i'll get to what i'm talking about here but in the book of romans chapter 2 paul says for not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. You and I, Cap, several years ago, we were in a, I think it was you too, uh, we were in a conversation with somebody um, 
it was a local person, but it was on somebody else's Facebook page, and he would he quoted that. Uh, not the hearers of the law are just <clears throat> in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. So you can yeah, take. He was, he was trying to argue how far off we were yes. uh, uh, when it came to the law and grace. Right. Yeah. And so you can take that and you can build a whole entire doctrine on that. But it was part of a point that Paul was making where he was trying to ultimately show that neither Jews who had the law or Gentiles who didn't have the law, neither group, neither one of them did. Neither one of them was a doer of the law. Nobody is a doer of the law. You don't see that until he gets to chapter 3. But so if you take Romans as a whole, and if you start in chapter 1, read through chapter 2, and then get to his main point in chapter 3 where he describes what the gospel is, and then in chapter 3 and 4 and 5, 6, 7, 8, it's just a really great explanation of what the gospel is. So I, I think if I could just take one for that reason, it would be it would be that. It's a really good foundational explanation of what the gospel is. The uh, book of Romans the in book general, of Romans. you mean? Yeah, the book of Romans in general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hard to argue with that one. And and I just want to say before before I give you mine, uh, that this thing about the book of Hebrews, you know, they I, I think surveys show that Hebrews is perhaps maybe one of the, if not the least read hmm. letters mm-hmm. in, in the Bible by Christians. And we get it, like you said, Joel, I mean, we didn't really wrap our arms around it completely. In fact, in our early days of grace, I can remember we had some people coming over to our house that from house. church back in those days, quite yep. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It had to be more than 20 years ago. I remember this, yeah. Yep. That was yeah. would have been the early was, early two thousands wow yeah at least or maybe before that it could have yeah late 90s early 2000s so it's a long time ago and 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 we were trying to do a study on hebrews and i think some of it was based off of information or an outline or something that we had gotten from another grace ministry and and we were trying to do this thing trying to basically trying to go through the book of hebrews (laughs) in our little study group and and it just felt like we were you know, spitting into the wind a little bit to to me, mm-hmm. uh, and probably to me you, mm-hmm. and and so yeah. Over the years, so here we were though, trying to just trudge through verse by verse, reading through it. It's not like it was our first time in the book, um, and and yet it, it felt like we were just drifting along, you know, sort of following our noses, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and then something takes place with Revelation. And then you go back yeah. and look at the writings. Not and the then book you of begin Revelation. To piece right. it together. Not so, the book of Revelation, right? <laughs> yeah. So just Bible reading by itself. Revelation. It's not going to get it done. Um, so having said that, I, I can't disagree with wanting to latch on to Romans as the book that you would take with you. Um, that that's a tough one to argue. So, but for the sake of being different, um, I think my next choice would be. Galatians. Yeah. Because I I think Paul gets into some things there, not only about his own life uh, and some of the struggles he was having with um, legalistic Jewish people who didn't want to let go of the law. He he explains some things about the covenants, uh, grace versus works, um, the spirit versus the flesh. 
some of those things where he explains, you know, even going back to Mount Sinai where the old covenant came about, called it a ministry of, of bondage, explained that it was meant to be a, a tutor or a guardian for the Jewish people to, to point them to Christ. It wasn't one for us as Gentiles, but it was one for the, the Jewish people. And so faith came. The law was not based on faith. I mean, there's, there's a lot of nuggets within that book, um, comparing the old to the new. Abraham is mixed in there. Uh, Jesus, born of a woman, he was born under the law for the purpose of redeeming the Jewish people from that law of works. And, you know, it's, it's this stuff. Now, I just said a mouthful of little snippets there from the book of Galatians. Um, but it's just interesting to me, Joel, how many regular church attenders out there, how many other Bible readers out there, how many people who, who believe in Jesus who haven't heard some of these basic things or what should be basic things regarding New Covenant Christianity and the gospel of, of Jesus Christ and, and, and the grace, uh, the unconditional love. How many times can we point out some things about this gospel, uh, even just the little mouthful that I spewed out there, which were actually, uh, in, in essence, Bible verses, um, and, and yet, you, so you, you, I think I told you this uh, recently, where you, you, could, you could mention 15 things about how people have been freed from the works of the law and been moved into grace. Um, and somebody will always come up with another Bible verse that seems to contradict that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. and, and because that's their mindset. That's what they've been taught. That, that's where their thought process lies. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that goes back to why I think it's so important to look at passages and verses in, in context. You look at the whole passage, especially with somebody like Paul who would write, who would take a, a lot of time to make a point. Um, and you can't just grab one verse here and there. But when you look at the whole, you see something really big here. And one thing I like about the book of Galatians, about that epistle, is that I, I don't see Paul as having thought to himself, hmm, I need to sit down and write something here. Uh, he, he wasn't just bored one day and said, I'm going to, or, or he wasn't just like, in my ministry yeah, I, like, here. Like I need to do a sermon for this yeah, week? Right, yeah, I need to do my sermon for the week. Or I, in my ministry here, I need to write something to some people so they will get this thing, so they will understand. But he was responding to problems that were going on in the church. He was responding to this big problem in the in the early church of the Judaizers and of people, of, of mainly Jewish people who were um, going around saying that in order to be saved, a person has to not only believe in Jesus, but also keep the law of Moses. And his the, the basically the epistle was a response to that. And you'll see at the end he greets some people and he says he has personal little things for this person or that person. So, I mean, it was, it was also a personal uh, letter that he wrote uh, to specific people. But in it, in his explanation, in, in, in his um, coming against this issue that was going on with the Galatian people who had, as he said, they began in the spirit uh, without the law, but now people had crept in and were trying to get them to, to believe that they had to keep the law as well in order to be perfected, in order to continue their life in Christ. He was responding. He was um, responding to, what, to that idea, and he presents the truth 
of the gospel throughout the epistle. Right? So I really like that, how, how he does that. So, yeah, I think, um, I don't know, that's, I like those two, those two uh, epistles. I, would, I like Ephesians. I like uh, some of the things he says in, in 1 Corinthians. And, but yeah, all, you know, all of them have something good, and we can glean a lot of great information from them. And again, looking at things in context, I talked about that quite a bit today. And next week, we'll talk a little bit more about looking at uh, the New Covenant in context. And also, speaking about Paul, he knew, Paul knew, that all of this was not about him. It wasn't about his ministry. It wasn't about people following him. He wasn't trying to build a following for himself. He was out to preach the gospel. We'll talk about resisting becoming followers of people, becoming fans of teachers, you know, that type of thing. So I think it should be interesting next week if you'll stick with us. The Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.